Entitled mother forces me to babysit for free, so I expose her scheme to her husband. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. Years ago, this new neighbor of mine, she had recently moved to a house on the next street over, kept trying for the better part of a summer to use me as a free babysitter. It started when her kid, who was a really cute, well-behaved kid, around 7 years old, showed up at my door at 7.15 in the morning. We were all just waking up and getting around, so I told him that my boys weren't ready to play yet and to come back in a few hours. That's when the kid told me his mom had gone to work. This seemed a bit odd to me, so I brought him in and tried to call his mom. This was the time of only landlines. Sure enough, she was gone. So I brought him in and fed him breakfast. He stayed with us the rest of the day and he got along well with my two boys who were 5 and 10. I had only talked to his mom about two times, so I have no idea why she would think this was a good idea. When his mom came home, I walked him over so I could talk to her. I told her not to do that again. I told her that I would be willing to watch him on occasion if asked first, but not every day. Her response was, well, what do you have to do all day? This kind of took me by surprise. I tried to tell her that I work at home on commissions. She rolled her eyes and told me that being an artist isn't a real job. And besides, I was married, so I didn't need to work. I should have pointed out to her that she was married and working, but I felt myself getting angry and I didn't want to argue with her. Just don't do that again, I said to her. You have teenage kids home for the summer. Have them babysit. She frowned at me and said, they work. I said, well, so do I. Then I went home. The next morning at 7.15, the kid sheepishly shows up again. Once again, I bring him in and feed him breakfast and later lunch. Once again, I took him to his home and once again told his mother to please not do that again. She actually tried to tell me that it was my neighborly duty to watch him. And I told her that if she sent him tomorrow, I wouldn't be there because of a doctor's appointment. She said that as a babysitter, I should have given her several days notice about this. I angrily told her I was not a babysitter and then went home. The next morning, I made my 7 a.m. appointment, went grocery shopping afterward, and it was about 10 a.m. when I got home. The poor kid was waiting for me on my porch. He had been there for nearly three hours, and the little guy was scared and hungry. That night, when I took the kid home, I was angry. I told her how the kid was scared and alone. She actually said that she had told me I hadn't given her enough time to find anyone else, and that his being alone was my fault. I pointed at her and said, I am not a babysitter. Don't send him over again. That night, this woman had her adult nephew call me to scream at me for not being home when his poor aunt dropped off her son. How dare I leave a small child alone like that? I told the nephew that his aunt knew I wasn't home, so it was her fault that the child was left all alone. I said that I had repeatedly asked his aunt not to send the kid over anymore and that I was not a babysitter. The nephew freaked out at me when I said that and I hung up on his screaming at me. This worked for two wonderful quiet days. Then, right back to it. I tried everything, but this woman insisted that it was my neighborly duty to babysit and would tell me as much. Finally, I decided to solve this problem. I would just get a job outside of my home and that way she would have to stop. I was too much of a pacifist back then. I no longer am. I landed an interview for a position at the local library and I was ecstatic. I told the woman to keep her son home because I had arranged for my kids to stay with their grandmother while I went to this interview. The next morning, I drove to my mother-in-law's 
grandma's house and took my kids inside. When I went to leave, I found this woman's kid waiting for me in my car. She had actually followed me there and put her son in my unlocked car and then zoomed off while I was dropping off my boys. My mother-in-law wasn't the most flexible person in the world, and she adamantly refused to watch an extra kid. I had to cancel my interview. I was livid. I toyed with several ideas at this moment. I could take the kid to her job and leave him with her, or I could call the police and CPS. I wasn't really sure how stable this woman's job was, and I didn't want her to get fired. And when I went to go call the CPS, I chickened out, because it really wouldn't be fair to the little boy. Besides, I had heard really scary stories about CPS. In the end, I just waited for her to come home. I left the boy at my house with my hubby. I planned on doing a lot of cussing, and I stomped over to her house and met her before she even got out of her car. I shouted at her. I told her she was dense, stupid, moronic, and crazy. I told her that she had lost me my job interview, and if she sent her kid over to be watched again, I was going to call CPS and the police. I told her that she was violating my space, and if it took going to court to get her to knock it off, then so be it. She then put her hand on her hip, and in her most snotty tone, she said, well, if you didn't want to sit with them, all you had to do was tell me. I really don't know how I kept from punching her right there and then. This comment unknown was so asinine. I turned on my heels to stomp home when I saw her husband pulling up. Now, this was the first time I had ever met her husband. He worked at a job that only allowed him to be home on weekends. I can't blame him. I wouldn't want to be around her either. But when she saw him, she turned tail and ran into her house. He saw that I was upset and asked me what had happened. I told him. Told him all of it, especially the incident at my mother-in-law's. The poor man was shocked. He had been told that I was being paid and he'd been giving her money to pay me. He had no idea all this had been going on, and he was very, very apologetic over the whole thing. In fact, he apologized again to my husband when he came over to pick up his little boy. Finally, she stopped sending her kid over. Later, I heard that she was bad-mouthing me and warning folks about what a horrid babysitter I was, but I took that as a favor. I didn't want to babysit any kids other than my own, and I still hate doing so. I don't hate the kids. I love the kids. It's dealing with the parents that I don't like. The kid came over only once in a while after that to play with my kids. After he called first to get permission. The way it's supposed to be done. I'm sure his dad had something to do with that. Because the kid only came over on weekends. This is one of the few stories I have involving this crazy lady. Her only entertainment in life seems to be seeing how bizarre she can act in this neighborhood. I'm luckier than my neighbors in the fact that she leaves me alone now. And I'm very happy with that. I have a feeling you just got this woman in a lot of trouble with her husband. What exactly was she doing with that money? I'm sure he's going to have a lot of questions for her. It sounds like that would have been a decent amount over time that she had piled up that she was supposedly giving to you. That kind of money doesn't disappear easily. Who knows? Maybe she had a gambling problem or something. Regardless, this woman seems to be in some kind of place of her own. She's definitely got a world revolves around me complex. I think our original poster showed immense restraint here. While I do think they made the right move in not calling CPS, I would have made this woman's life miserable. 
I intervened during a wild Karen attack on a young mother. I went to the supermarket to grab a few things for lunch and dinner. It's early and slow, so the store only had the self-checkout and one register open. As I got to the register, I see a young woman, early 20s, with a sleeping baby in her arm and a basket with formula, diapers, over-the-counter baby items for diaper rash, and several prescriptions that were paid for at the pharmacy. The girl gets to the register before me, and then I saw the rampaging Karen come out of the right in front of me. I knew there'd be trouble from the oversized sunglasses, Karen haircut, yoga pants three sizes smaller than they should have been that I'll bet had never seen the inside of a gym or yoga studio, and the very low-cut top that showed off a lot of skin that no one wanted to see. She has maybe a dozen items in her cart. This was during the global situation, and the clerk, the 20-something and I, are wearing the required mask. But of course, Karen can't be bothered. The store has markings on the floor for social distancing. But of course, that doesn't apply to the wild Karen. The young mother is holding the sleeping baby and trying to fish her wallet out of her small purse, while also holding the diaper bag and usual baby accessories. The cashier hadn't even finished ringing the girl up when the wild Karen started in a loud voice complaining about unprepared shoppers not even having their money ready. Karen's cart is almost touching the 20-something's leg. Naturally, Karen's complaint at full volume had the unfortunate effect of waking the sleeping infant, who registered his displeasure by letting anyone within hearing know. The mother was attempting to calm the infant and still get her wallet out of her purse. The fact that Karen had to wait and now listen to the infant she woke up caused another nasty tirade. I'm in line behind Karen at this point, and then she gets on my last nerve. She's been berating the cashier for not being fast enough, and then God only knows what lack of brain cells caused her to do this, but snaps at the young mother that she should make the brat be quiet, and then decided to attack the girl, snapping if she didn't dress like a slut, she wouldn't have gotten knocked up, since it was obvious that her jeans were too tight, as was her top. For God's sake, she had a baby a couple months before. The young mother was beat red. The cashier was in shock. The infant, not liking the noise, was letting it be known that he wasn't happy, and Karen had gotten on my last nerve, and being old, sick, and in a bad mood, and with worse temper. I let loose. I slipped up past Karen and tossed my card to the cashier and told her the young lady's bill is on me. That got Karen to start again, only for me to loudly say, shut up, I'm as tired of your mouth as the little man is. That stunned the young Karen, who only sputters. The young mother thanked me and gave the infant her full attention. Karen is fuming and starts heaving her items onto the belt, but apparently her mouth recovered before her brain. As soon as the cashier finished ringing her, her up and asked for payment, Karen turned towards me and sneered, well, aren't you going to pay for mine as well? I was done with her and responded, no, I don't like people who wake up sleeping infants with their big mouths. She huffed and stormed out. I was hoping for a, I demand to speak to the manager, but you can't have everything. I headed to my car and was pulling out of the parking lot when I saw the young mother sitting at the bus stop holding the infant. Buses out where I live run every hour, so I decided to offer her a ride. Turns out she only lived a couple miles away, under five minutes by car, but a couple of hours on foot carrying a baby and supplies. She took the risk of me being a potential axe murderer since I snapped Karen's tirade. I learned that she and her husband were new to the area, moved in for his job. I asked about the little man and learned that as her husband got paid, they bought more of the stuff the baby needed, but right now they were making do with what they had. I wrote down an address and told her that if her husband was off Saturday, she 
should have him bring them to the address for a yard sale with tons of baby stuff my niece was getting rid of, as she'd had all the babies she's having and she has everything an infant could need. She told me that she'd do that and thanked me again. I dropped them off and made it home, and gave my niece a call describing the girl and infant, and telling her to give the couple anything they liked and I'll cover whatever they couldn't afford. I like babies, and I have no tolerance for Karens. How dare anyone be in front of her or not dress according to your standards? You're nuts, Karen. This lady must have been having a bad day or something. We've all been there. You're trying to find your money, you're juggling a bunch of stuff, it takes you a second. And you said the cashier hadn't even finished ringing up her items. Clearly, something else was ticking Karen off that day. You don't just have that kind of reaction for no reason. Who knows why her patience was so thin. But don't take it out on the young mother who's probably having a hard enough time. Karen probably saw her as a target. Someone vulnerable that she could let everything out on. Mom needs to learn to stand up for herself. She's got no reason to take crap like that. Thankfully, this time you were there to intervene, though. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Entitled mother thinks that her personal rules should apply to everyone. Last week I was traveling for work. It had been a long two days of meetings and I was exhausted. I had just arrived at the airport for my evening cross-country flight home when I got the dreaded text from the airline saying that my flight was delayed two hours due to mechanical problems. I decided to pass the time by getting something to eat. I found an airport restaurant and sat down to order. I ordered my food and pulled my phone out of my bag to catch up on email and browse the web while waiting for my food to arrive. While I was waiting, a family with a mom, dad, little girl about five years old, and a middle school-aged looking boy sat at a table near me. I didn't pay them much attention as I was looking at email on my phone. But then I hear the little girl exclaim in a rather loud voice, Look mom, that lady's on her phone at the table. I then hear the mother reply, Yes, she shouldn't be doing that. It's rude to have a phone at the table. I glance over and the mother says to me, We have a rule that no phones are allowed at the table. My first reaction was to say something snarky. 
murky, as exhaustion was definitely getting the better of me. But then I thought better of it and decided to be polite. I looked at the little girl and said, we have the same rule in my family, but since I'm here alone, I'm not being rude to anyone by looking at my phone now. At this point, the son looks like he wants to crawl under the table from embarrassment, and the dad is trying to hand the mom a menu and says, it's okay, let's just order. I think that would be the end of it, but no. The mom says, obviously, you have a family, so you know how important it is to follow rules. I would appreciate it if you would put your phone away, in a tone that a parent would use on a petulant teen. The girl chimes in and says, yeah, you have to put your phone away. My brother can't have his phone at the table, so you can't either. I look at the little girl and say in as sweet a tone as I can muster, well, the great thing about being a grown-up is that I can do whatever I want, so now I'm going to keep looking at my phone and turn back to my email. The mother sighs loudly. The teen looks even more embarrassed, and the dad tries to get the mom to just order and leave me alone. The mom calls the waiter over and asks to be reseated. He grudgingly moves them to a different table. My food arrives and I eat in peace enjoying browsing Reddit. I get that she's trying to enforce some rules with her kids, but you don't do that through strangers. You can't expect some random stranger sitting next to you in the food court to just go along with what you want. They're not obligated to do that. There's another way to teach that lesson, and I think our original poster did that pretty well with her comment about being alone. She's not being rude to anyone, therefore it's okay to be on her phone. When you have a bunch of people out for food, it is kind of rude to be on your phone all the time time. But guess what, lady? I'm not here with you. My jerk of a coworker keeps messing with my time off, so I make sure he misses his honeymoon. I used to work at the post office as an RCA, which is a rural carrier associate. It was a part-time driver job. It paid well, and I wanted to get the full-time job with benefits, so you have to start somewhere. The full-time driver on my route was Bill. Bill was his own man. He did what he wanted, and the postmaster allowed it. When I was trained, I rode one day with Bill. The next day, Bill called out. I then had to sort the mail and drive the route all alone. It was horrible. The postmaster should have told him to come in, but he was a spineless man. I didn't finish until around 8 p.m. It should have been done by around 3 p.m. given the time of year and how long it would eventually take me. My schedule was every Saturday and any vacation days Bill would take. I also covered every time he called out. Now, as this was supposed to be a a one-day-a-week job, I had a full-time job as well at my local hospital. My post office job was in the next county over, about 45 minutes away each way. I would get calls at 6am from Bill with some BS excuse for him not wanting to come to work. He would say he had to see an orthodontist today. I worked with these doctors and I know there was no way he would be able to get an appointment that early. If he needed an appointment, he should have called me the day before so I could get my second shift job covered. Again, spineless postmaster would allow it to happen without any recourse. On my anniversary, I had told him that I'm going to take my wife out for a nice lunch before we both went to our job at the hospital. At 6am, the phone rang and it was the same lie as always. I had to go in. I reminded him that it was my anniversary, and he said, too bad. I went in. 
totally ticked off. The same thing on my birthday, and then on my wife's birthday, he called out, and I had to work both jobs. A few months later, and nothing had changed. I applied to nursing school and was accepted for the fall program. I had several months, so I kept it to myself. My plan was to work the same way I had, and if I was offered a full-time post office job, I'd take it. If not, I'd go to nursing school. Both were great careers. Bill called out whenever the workload was heavy, like with Sears catalogs. They were the worst. The postmaster would do things like remove all the toilet paper from the bathrooms, thinking that we were wasting time pooping, I guess. He'd also turn up the heat in the summer so we'd be miserable and leave on our route faster, which was physically impossible, because no matter how hot you got, you had to sort everything before leaving on your route. Sorting was by hand, and I was trying to be very accurate. Now, Bill had gotten remarried shortly before I started with the post office. They never had a chance for a honeymoon, so they put it off. They scheduled a two-week trip to the Caribbean. When he told me, there was a month to go before they left, which was plenty of notice. He told me the tickets were non-refundable, so don't screw me over. I had had enough of Bill and the postmaster screwing me over all the time, so ten days before he left, I put in my two-week notice. The postmaster assumed I'd work through Bill's vacation. Nope, just the first four days. Bill called me at home. Man, I've been good to you. You gotta cover my time off. The vacation is non-refundable. I remind him of all the times he's lied to force me to cover, and the days I had to work for him, like my anniversary, my birthday, my wife's birthday, etc. Also, how he screwed me over in orientation, making my first several weeks miserable. I left the day I said I would. The postmaster refused to cover, and Bill had to cancel the trip and come in and work. I love nursing, so I made the best choice. Unfortunately, some people really do take their coworkers for granted. Again, we've got someone with a me complex. They just figure they want the day off for whatever reason and to heck with everyone else and what they want, regardless of the fact that it's your anniversary, birthday, or wife's birthday. Those are pretty big days where you typically have plans with those closest to you. You don't want to have to be giving that up because you got to go in and cover for Bill. Maybe it'd be one thing if he was a nice guy and this was a once in a while thing, but but he's clearly just taking advantage. You don't owe him anything. And based on how many special days he took from you, I think even he knows that he deserved this. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.